Welcome to this extra reflection from the National Galleries of Scotland. I'm Ewan Bremner, and in these shorter episodes, we dive into another aspect of the artists and ideas from our interviews. The artistic partnership, DL and Scullion, spoke to us about how they address contemporary issues in their work. With a focus upon Scotland's natural environment, they ask whether it falls to the artist to represent nature with regards to issues of politics and identity. We started collaborating in about 1993, so we've been going for about 25 years or so, and um, we've kind of ploughed away at this subject matter of looking at the environment in different contexts. We more or less respond to contexts and opportunities. I suppose the contemporary Scotland that we mostly deal with is, uh, is probably the landscape and the environmental Scotland. Also, there's a lot of pressure on the landscape. There's a lot of pressure on the nature. Just A report just came out that the, the wild Atlantic salmon is the lowest numbers ever. From one perspective, Scotland's a very beautiful place and it's very serene and wild and all that. Which it is, and you can enjoy that. That's there's a truth in that, um, and that's to be celebrated and enjoyed. But it's also putting lots of pressure. People are unhappy with the amount of tourists. Paths have been eroded. The the moors are contested space with grouse moors. So raptors are persecuted. Other animals are persecuted. The sea eagles under pressure because it takes the occasional lamb, so farmers don't like it. Uh, so that all all these aspects are contested. People value it in different ways. There's a lot of really interesting reflections on someone's knowledge about landscape, and I find that endlessly interesting. You know, when you see the economy with which a very poor community makes a very nurturing lifestyle. So all that kind of tradition I, I love, although it's so separate from my lifestyle. We don't really get involved in politics with a big P, but we are we are seen as being quite Scottish. I mean, every time we talk about nature or the land, it's in Scotland. We have made work about uh, climate change and the melting of the glaciers in Norway, but it was how that w- climate change was impact Scotland. I think in a way... We celebrate Scotland with all its difficulties and its contradictions. And so it's always been negotiated. It's constantly being negotiated. And politicians and environmentalists are always negotiating with, with, with others to try and make it work for everybody. And nature is quite often at the bottom of the pile. It's the last thing to consult. It's the last thing that has an opinion there used to be a thing in the Anita Indians used to say when they were having a council meeting, who speaks for wolf? Uh, because they would always have a representative of nature and they would represent the nature and say, the nature thinks like this. And that was good because it kept a balance and nature's opinion was there. But nature's opinion's not always there and... You know, so bird numbers are dropping, the the fish are dropping, insects are declining. So nature's a constant pressure. And I suppose, in a way, Louise and I (laughs) adopted (laughs) a bit of Who Speaks for Wolf throughout our work. And that's what we've been trying to do for the last 25 years. 
So where do these established artists see art and politics meeting today? And Matthew and I, we also teach a day a week at Duncan Adordanson Art School here in Dundee. And so I suppose um, you come across an incredibly wide range of young creative minds who are making work hugely different from the area that we make work in. You get a sense of a group of people who are very inquiring and, you know, it, it was interesting to know, you know, post-2014 how savvy as a nation we became politically in terms of how you position yourself both nationally and globally and it allowed people to kind of take stock of where they wanted to go, allowed them to think in a much longer term, distant viewpoint of where they wanted to to head for, you know. So we're also parents of two young men that uh, are very polar opposites in many ways, but of course you get involved in their dreams and pursuits too and, you know, that's been a very exciting thing to witness. Maybe it's it's like this in all art schools, but I would say... Dundee, in some ways it's quite a provincial art school, but it, it allows for a flowering of of ideas. And so people come in not really knowing who they are or what they want to be. So you're almost witnessing those those individuals adopt a persona and adopt a stance and test it, you know, in different contexts against different audiences. It's an incredible thing to be a part of a young person's development into who, who they're going to be. These are great things for artists to explore in their work, is the the, the idea of personal identity and national identity. And uh, it's constantly changing, and we're in a big period of change just now, so there's a lot of things happening in the Scottish landscape just now that could have a, some light thrown on it through the artistic voice. And if you had a good curator that could put it together, I think you could come up with an interesting show which would create an interesting dialogue for the public. Thanks for downloading this bonus episode of Reflections, Art, Life and Love. You can listen to the rest of the series by subscribing on your podcast app. And why not find out more about the artworks on the website, nationalgalleries.org.